Hello friends and welcome to His Grace Prevails. You know God's grace is the most amazing thing that we can ever experience. It shows up in the toughest and most unpredictable times of our lives. I love this quote by Anne Lamott. It says, I do not understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are, but does not leave us where it found us. This is grace. It meets us wherever we are. We are so blessed to have a loving father who assures us that his grace is sufficient in every season of life. I'm so glad you're here. Are you finally done? Are you done yet? These are the words that my next guest, Latasha Ferguson, heard from God when she was in a most vulnerable place in her life, when her life seemed to be spinning out of control and she didn't even recognize herself. Lying in the dirt, she said, she heard God say, are you finally done? That's what we're talking about on this episode of His Grace Prevails. We're talking about doing the heart work that work that needs to be done in all of our hearts when these issues arise and we don't understand or know where they're coming from. God is calling us not to look at others and not to blame others, but to look within ourselves and allow him to do the work that needs to be done in each one of our hearts. Will you help me welcome my guest, Latasha Ferguson? Hello. Hey there, how are you? I'm well, can you hear me? Yes, girl, I'm having some technical difficulties over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder, I mean, kudos to you for even doing this interview. I thought like, is she still gonna do the interview? Or yeah. <laughs> with all our Texas drama? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how are you and everything and just family and Yeah, um, we we made it out on the other side, thank God. Uh, Amen. It was rough for a few days. I'm going to be honest with you, girl. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough. Oh. And my husband and I were joking because we're big Survivor fans. So we watch every season of Survivor. Yeah. And so I was like, honey, we're real life survivors right now. This is literal. <laughs> literal. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it was a journey. But you know what? We made it out. You know, God kept us. And amen. We, you know, we were able to get everything we needed. So. Oh, awesome. It's all good. Thank you for your yes. prayers and all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. Jeez. Okay. No, I'm so glad you made out on the other side. Thank God. So yeah. ooh, what a week. Yeah. What a week. What a week. So I'm ready to get back to somewhat normal life. So yeah, I'm, I was excited to do this interview. Not to Yay. mention, not to mention that, you know, you are like, I am a big fan of Latasha. I'm telling you. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just so excited to have you and to talk with you and to just kind of let you share with us some of the, you know, your journey and the things that, sure. you know, God has brought you through and how you've triumphed, you know, in many areas of your life. So I'm really excited um, to talk to you today. So I want you to just go ahead and, and tell everyone about yourself. What is, who is, who is Latasha? What is Latasha up to these days? Wow. Okay. So <laughs> Latasha is, I'll say a, a mom of four. Mm -hmm. So I have four girls uh, ranging in the age of 22 to uh, six years old and the six year olds mm -hmm. going on like 14. So she's <laughs> the boss. Uh, and I have recently had a grandbaby um, oh, who wow. is almost four months old. And so he's just delicious. Uh, and so my older daughter had a baby. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm not grandma. I am um, Lolly. Oh. So that's the name that I chose. Yeah. It's that. So I was trying to think of a, you know, so listen though, and you know this cause you have grandbabies. So yeah. as soon as he starts talking, he's going to call me what he wants. So, right. you know, that's what I say right now, but 
he's going to determine that here eventually. Yeah. Uh, and so been married about 15, it's 15 years here in about a month. Yeah. Uh, will be 15 years. Yeah. Yes. That I've been married and uh, we're a blended family. And mm -hmm. so God has really just done awesome things there and uh, brought us through a lot of stuff there. And uh, during the daytime, I am an educator uh, like you. And I've been in education for about, geez, 17, 18 years. Absolutely okay. love it. And uh, I've gone from working in a front office as a clerk while I was in college to mm -hmm. now serving as um, a director. And so I've been doing that now for the past five years. And okay. so that, and then I moonlight. I, I tell people there, that's what I do during the daytime. <laughs> and at night, I moonlight as a podcaster. And that's a new love uh, that I have that uh, I launched my podcast back in September. And you mm -hmm. actually inspired me, Michelle. I remember when you and I wow. met, I think in Call Creatives, we did. Exactly. You, said, exactly. And you were like, girl, you can do it. And so I was like, okay, I can do it. Uh, and so, because uh, I was still in that like value decision and overthinking and all of that other stuff. And so, um, yeah, so I've been doing that since September and uh, I've spoken, you know, I haven't done it the last couple of years with COVID and things like that, but right. um, I have spoken at churches and different events and I love to write as well. And I do guest post on uh, a couple of blogs. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's me, a, a little bit of wow. me in a nutshell. Girl, that's a lot. You're <laughs> You are, you yes. sound kind of like, you sound, kind of sound like me over here. You yes. Know? You know, girl, we're wearing all, a lot of different, a lot all of the different hats. Exactly. Yeah, we got all the hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as, um, as Tasha mentioned, uh, her and I met through, um, Call Creatives. It's, um, a group that we're, we're both a part of. And you know, what's so amazing is I was thinking about you, Tasha, I, what's so amazing about social media is that we can make friends without ever really meeting. I know. Um, yes. So Tasha and I have never met in person. We've never. never met in person. But again, I follow her on social media. Um, I consider her one of my creative friends. Yes. Um, and, you know, she inspires me, whether she knows it or not. She inspires me a lot. Aww. And, um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to podcasting and especially, and you don't even know this, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm mostly inspired by you when it comes to just being consistent um, because you're very consistent. And oh, so, thank you. you know, as far as, you know, you posting on social media and just, you know, being able to touch, you know, people's lives, you're very consistent and very passionate about that. And so that inspires me. Um, and you know, oh, what? thank you. I, <laughs> Cause I was, I, I was getting ready to throw it away about two weeks ago. I'm like, I'm done with this. Uh, no, so that not. inspires me. Thank you. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, we have moments like that, right? A little dramatic, oh, but we yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I look forward to the day where uh, maybe you'll come to Texas. Yes. To meet, or I'd much rather come to Florida. Oh, you are welcome. I feel we have like an extra Florida bedroom. Is, is more fun than Texas. Like, I think Florida <laughs> is more fun than Texas. So. Yeah, I live in theme park capital. So usually right. we do get people who are like, no, we want to come to you, yeah. uh, which is nice because they want to yeah. visit the theme parks and do all the things. Yeah. Uh, and so you are welcome. We have an extra bedroom. Yeah. You are welcome anytime. Yeah. Friend. In Texas. Okay. My Texas people, Texas. I love Texas. So I know they're like, what? <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. You can come to Texas. I'll find some fun stuff for you to do here too. So yes, I've been wanting, my husband wants to come to Texas. So we are coming to Texas come when to Texas. I don't know, but yeah. we will. Yes. Yeah, yes. of course. Oh, of course. So again, I'm, I'm really excited to have you. So we're going to jump right into, yeah. um, to what we're here to talk about. And so we're talking about surrendering to the mm. hard work. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's our subject um, um, today. And so um, as I've listened to your podcast and I've heard your testimony, um, I know your testimony, but I want you to tell our listeners what you mean when you use that term, heart work. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'll try to sum it up and, and make a, a long story short. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really started when um, I was a high, in high school 
and uh, was very involved in high school, but I was also uh, very uh, hard-headed and stubborn and strong-willed. I guess some people would say that was the leader in me. That was a nice yeah. putting. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as I became a teenager, I was very um, opposite of whatever my parents said. And my parents and I went through a very rough patch um, while I was in high school and during my teenage years. And I was telling somebody this the other day, looking back, I knew that God was calling me, even from a very young age, calling me to ministry, calling me out. And, you know, when you're a teenager, though, you don't want to be different. You don't want to be called out. Right. I mean, that's not the cool thing. You want to fit in. You want to blend in and you want to do really anything opposite of what your parents are saying. I was a preacher's kid. And mm-hmm. so, you know, very curious and got involved in some circles and friendships that I should not have been involved in, then got into a relationship that my parents totally opposed. And but because they opposed it, you know how it is. You want it even yeah. more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to dive into it even more because they have no idea what they're talking about. And they're so right. old fashioned. And so got involved in this relationship with a guy that was about a few years older than me. And uh, so we started dating and uh, again, parents opposed it. We were dating for about a few years. And uh, when I was 17, a senior in high school, I became pregnant with my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And that was sent shockwaves through our household, um, through mm-hmm. my family, broke my parents' heart, shattered it completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there I was the last one. Uh, for that to happen to, they did not expect it at all. And yeah. so there I was, a senior in high school, about to have a baby. Uh, I had dreams of going off to college. I actually wanted to go to Spelman. I mean, I just had it all lined out and uh-huh. the baby changed everything. And so there really, Michelle's what started, what I didn't know at the time, which uh, what I call heart work. And so I uh-huh. really had to, for me, the beginning of heart work, maybe for some people, it's it's just an easy decision, but it was never an easy decision for me. I tell people a lot that my encounters with God during my early stages of heart work were often at the bottom of a pit, right? We're often yeah. <laughs> after my knees have been scraped. We're often after, you know, I was totally embarrassed or mortified or made decisions that I should not have made and had to face those decisions and so then I continued in this relationship, ended up having a, uh, my other daughter when I was almost 20. And so there I was, uh, almost 20 years old with two children now trying to, had graduated high school, but trying to go to college, working. And yeah. at this point, my parents were even more shattered because they thought, whoa, what is going to happen with her life? I think even for me at that point, Michelle, I thought I didn't even know what was going on with my own life. I was not even myself any longer. I didn't know who I was. Um, I had just become someone I didn't even recognize anymore. And at the same time, I knew that God was calling me out of this relationship and, and out on my own to really, you know, be who he was calling me to be. And I was still kind of fighting it. And it came to a point where the relationship ended up pretty bad. And I talk about this in my first episode uh, that I launched at the beginning of my podcast where I found myself Mm -hmm. lying in a pile of dirt. uh, And that was literally post a physical fight in a public place, uh, which I am not, I am not a fighting person (laughs) uh, at all, but you know, when you find, you know, I think about it now and I giggle because I'm like, what were you thinking? Um, I wasn't thinking obviously. And so I was out of my mind, my natural mind, as my grandmother would say. And so I, you know, at that point, um, you know, sometimes we find ourselves acting out of sorts and acting in ways that we never would have thought, especially when we have gone so far off from where God wants us to be and so far off from his calling and running in the opposite direction and being disobedient. You know, we don't like that old word obedient, but being disobedient, (laughs) um, unwilling to surrender. We do find ourselves in those types of mortifying, humiliating positions. And while I was there, you know, lying in that dirt, I remember hearing God's spirit just say, it was almost kind of like an out of body, you know, when you see in those movies where the lights kind of turn on and, oh, 
<laughs> you know, but yeah. it, it wasn't ah uh, like in a happy way. Uh, it was yeah. kind of like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, and I just <laughs> heard a voice say, you know, are you finally finished? Are you done? Um, are, are you finally done with all of it? And I remember wow. hobbling back to my car, getting in my car. Um, even there was like threats of, we're going to call the police. We're going to, I mean, it was literal, like a reality TV, Michelle. I think about now and I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God, who was that oh person? It was just terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was the end of a relationship, like in flames. Right. And yeah. I was, oh my gosh, it was terrible. So as I'm driving home, crying so hard in my car, mm -hmm. again, I heard the voice say, you know, are you finally done? Are you finally finished? Wow. And it was at that point that was one of many different pivots, you know, pivotal moments and crossroads in my life. But that was the first one where I really had to face myself, which is not easy. Oh, my gosh. It's not easy to yeah. face yourself and go, OK, Tosh, you can point fingers at everybody else. And maybe mm -hmm. even people would justify, you know, you could justify pointing your fingers at someone else. And other people may even agree. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. It's that person's fault. From the outside, they may. But God wasn't calling me to look at the outside and look at everybody else or look at him. He was calling me mm -hmm. to look at myself, which was so yeah. hard to do and to look deep into my heart, which was just completely unsurrendered. It was hard and just unwilling to hear what God had to say. And I had to face that and I had to own the fact that my decisions had brought me where I was. And yes, right, right. certain people that did things to me, I could have said he did this to me or somebody didn't love me enough or those. But at the end of the day, my decisions had brought me to where I was. And so then right. I made a decision to um, leave. I think I had a couple hundred dollars in my bank account, not a lot. And not that I recommend this, but this is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have, but I knew, Michelle, if I didn't leave that physical place, that yeah. I would have maybe not physically died, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I just could not have survived there. Right. And so I took my two kids and I moved to um, Sanford, which is outside of Orlando and mm -hmm. was from there was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I, I need you to help me rebuild. And there was the foundation of what I now know to be heart work. And it, it was, exactly what the word is work a lot of work wow. um and looking wow. in and when i say heart work it's looking inside your heart and really holding a mirror up which most of the time that mirror was the word of god and reflecting yeah. and looking and yes i've read other books but really it was digging into the word of god and facing those spaces and parts of my heart that were ugly and mm -hmm. then asking God to heal me and then giving those things to him, which sometimes I took them back and then gave them back to him again. Right. But giving right. those we things to him. Mm -hmm. So that's where the, the, the heart work started for me. Yeah. And that's so good because that was one of the reasons I titled this surrendering. Uh, because of all the things that you just mentioned, you know, God asking you, are you done? And then you said, you know, you heard, are you finally done? Mm -hmm. And that word finally just kind of stuck out to me because that means this is it. Yeah. This is the end of the line, final. This is it. Yeah. There is no more after this. Are you finally done? Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, that had to take um, some surrender oh, on your part. Yes. Um, because, you know, a lot of times when God does speak those things to us, we heard what God said. Oh, yeah. And we, under we understood perfectly fine what and we know what he's talking about right yes. and sometimes we'll just continue in our way mm -hmm. um just because we think we know better or whatever the reason but finally there has to come a place a time in our life where we finally surrender and just really absolutely give it up. absolutely just kind of throw our hands up and so that's kind of what i hear i think i hear you saying that um you finally had to surrender. And so I want to know that process, like was, and, and you kind of mentioned that that wasn't an easy decision no. for you. So I know, and I don't want people to think, to think that once we hear God, it's an overnight thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
talk to us about the process. Yeah, absolutely. So the process at, at first was very difficult for me because my heart was so hard because I had ran for so long and there was just a lot of stuff packed in there. I kind I'm a visual person. So I kind of, we can visualize it as a chest and, mm -hmm. you know, just a chest or a container of sorts. And inside that container, what we do through life's experiences is we put things in our container along the way. And, you mm -hmm. know, we, instead of when we don't deal with those things, that container becomes full, right? And so we put some things in there, we're hurt, yeah. we're disappointed. We are, uh, you know, all kinds of things may happen to us and we pack it in a container, we close it up. And then we get to the point like where I was, where that container is now overflowing. And now mm -hmm. what's on the inside, you can't hide it anymore. It's now showing on the outside through our attitudes, right. our moods, through maybe even disappointments like me lying in the dirt, bottom of the pit, yeah. et cetera. And so for me, and this may not be everybody else's testimony. There may be other people that are like, you know, oh, I heard the Lord and I answered yes right away. Uh, it's, right. it's better for me now, but then there's still some pit moments here and there. But back then, right. yeah. it was a lot more of having to learn, you know, what the voice of God sounds like. And the only way I could learn that was through the word of God. You know, I have people say, well, I, I don't hear God. I don't, well, you know, how do I know? What do you mean? Like, you know, surrender and hear him and then he'll tell you where to go and he'll lead and guide you. Well, if you and I tell people, if you don't read the word of God, then you're not going to know God's voice. And so then God's going to speak to you through his word. Right. And then he repeats his what his instructions and everything through his word. It all should line up and match up. So for me, it was going back to the basics of what I learned as a child. I knew it, Michelle. Right. I was born and raised yeah. in the church. Right. I knew right. where the help was. I just didn't want the help, mm -hmm. right? At first, I refused the help. <laughs> I thought I knew better. I uh, was full of pride, right? And so kind of like Paul, yeah. uh, you know, in the Bible on his way to Damascus, and God showed him right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know everything yeah. like you think you do. I have a different way that I want you to go, something else I want you to do. Uh, and you're going to have to lean and depend on me in order to do it. And so getting back to the basics, you know, finding myself, um, you know, a strong community to be around of people who were just not going to, yeah, girl, you know, uh, you know, uh, kind of beef up or fluff up my drama all the time, but people who are going to call me out, people who are going to uh -huh. say, no, that's wrong thinking. And that doesn't align with God's word. Uh -huh. And that thought is coming from the enemy. And so community has been so key. And that's why I'm so big on community now because having close, and when I say community, sometimes people think, oh, I have 10, 15, 20, 30 people. No, just a couple of folks right. that will hold you accountable, right. will love on you, will hug on you when you need it, but then will also give you a swift kick in the behind <laughs> if you need it too. Yeah. And say, when yes, <laughs> and say, girl, all right, you've been crying long enough. Get up, <laughs> dry your face, yeah. and take some steps forward. Um, and then maybe even we'll hold your hand through some of that. And so community was key, um, getting into the word of God. And as somebody listening might think like, okay, you, you say get into the word of God. I don't know what that means. If that means finding a devotional that you can follow through, uh -huh. if that means getting a version of the Bible that you can understand more than the King James version, starting in Psalms, starting in Proverbs, uh, the Gospels is great as well, but starting somewhere where you're reading and understanding. For me, it was the Gospels I love because, you know, I love the book of John, understanding the love of God and why he sent his son. Right. That's a great place to start. So if someone's listening thinking, where should I start? I love the book of John. And so, you know, starting yeah. there and understanding God's love and his purpose for us and why Christ came. And so, again, getting back to the basics of all of that. And then disconnecting. So I talked about community and surrounding yourself mm -hmm. around people who are going to help you, but then also being courageous enough to disconnect and oh, understand yeah. your limits, right? Yeah. Because sometimes what will happen is we feel like, well, I should be strong enough to handle that phone call 
I should be strong enough to be around that person. I should be strong enough to watch that or listen to that or go there. And what we do, part of that hard work is realizing your limitations. And it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. It's realizing that you are weak in certain areas. And until you can mature, right. I mean, some things, though, Michelle, we should just get rid of and not even be around anymore, if I could just be honest. But <laughs> then there's then yeah. there's other yeah. things that you, you need to allow time and space for God to mature you before you're around that again or before you take that phone call. Because if you're right in the middle of, you know, like I was leaving a relationship, uh, whether it's a friendship or a marriage or, you know, that that, you know, is no longer or whatever the situation may be where God is saying no more of that. Close that door. It is over. You cannot dabble in that anymore. Whatever habit we used to do. Yeah, we have to cut that free. And so it was me practical, very, very practical, changing my phone number. It was, mm -hmm. you know, not answering, you know, at that time, I think, you know, caller ID, I'm trying to think if it was a hot thing or not, but making sure I look at the caller ID mm -hmm. and, and, and not answer certain mm -hmm. calls and, you know, asking God to give you a spirit of discernment that you can know mm -hmm. right from wrong and good from evil. And sometimes calls will come up and I would hear my spirit, mm -mm, don't answer that call. Uh, that's not going, yeah. that's not a good call. You know, that's somebody trying to stir up confusion or, mm -mm. Don't talk yeah. to that person. That's just going to put you in a tailspin, right? So some things are very yeah. practical like that. Don't go there at that, you know, picnic or this because you can't handle being around those mm -hmm. people right now, right? So stay away, yeah. separate yourself. And so I had to do that for a while, separate and really mm -hmm. just concentrate on the different areas that God brought up. And then asking God to heal those areas. Wow. Wow. And it and and you know, the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking to myself that this hard work thing, it sounds very mm. tedious. Um, you know, because we mm -hmm. are human, you know, and, and I love all the different things that you named that was a part of the yeah. process. Um, for you, because it, it definitely is a process. And, you know, like I said before, when God calls us out on something, we don't all our first thought, Tasha, really seriously, our first thought is not, okay, God, yes. I'll let that go. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> no. no problem. I didn't like yeah. that anyway. <laughs> no, <You> know, that's, <laughs> no, it's usually, that's usually not our first no. response. And so we do have to go through the, um, yes. through the processes. And I say processes yes. because there's usually more Absolutely. than one process, you know, to get to that place where, where God wants us to be. And so I love that you named all of these, you know, these areas where you had to be processed. And, you know, one thing, you know, I don't, I want to, I don't want women to think that it's oh, an overnight no. mm -hmm. thing. Um, because yeah. we're human and, and it just doesn't always work that way for us. But, you know, as you mentioned, there are some things that we just need to drop. I mean, you need to drop it right now and not look back, but then there's other areas in our lives that it, it may take a little bit longer. So I just want to, you know, thank you for saying that and encourage women that if there is a place in your life that it, it's taking a little bit longer than you expected, just continue in the process. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. and, and be kind yeah. to yourself. Be gracious. I was thinking about that. Be kind yeah. and gracious because we can, you know, God. And, and then I've had to learn the voice of the enemy and the voice between the difference between the voice of God and the voice of the enemy, right? So God is not going to mm -hmm. condemn us. He's not going to beat us over the head. He's not going to say, oh, I'm punishing you for what you did 10 years ago. Don't you remember that? I'm bringing it back up. You know, yeah. God doesn't speak in that way. He doesn't say, oh, I told you so. Um, I got gotcha. you. You know, right. oh, I knew you were going to fall. I knew you couldn't yeah. make it. Look at you now. That's not how God speaks, right? <laughs> um, he does not, not speak like that. His voice is usually that gentle one in the back who's like, mm -hmm, no, you you probably shouldn't yeah. do that or oh, that's not a good idea. You know, that one that we can like talk over yeah. and we don't want to hear. Uh, it's usually that voice, right. you know, as we're reading a word <laughs> or other things that are like, uh, you know, you get offended and it's that voice. It's like, don't say anything back. That's God's voice, right? right. Uh, that's speaking to us, the, right. the one that right. sometimes we don't want to hear. So we... we 
And the one we, we over talk, we override. Absolutely. That We're like, no, I don't want, I got to say this. I got to get it off my chest. Uh, and we don't, we don't want to hear that. Right. So, you know, be kind and gracious to yourself and, and monitor the negative self-talk and know that all of us have a past and all of us have things that we're working through. And I hate, like you said, Michelle, I'm still doing the hard work. There was something God showed me the other day that occurred in my job and it got under my skin and immediately Mm -hmm. I just felt God say, why did that bother you? You know, think for a moment. Think for a moment. Yeah. Why yeah. did that bother you so bad? And so I had to sit there. And again, it took me a while to get to this place because before I would have said what I had to say first and then regretted it after. Right. <laughs> but this time I was able yeah. to yeah. hold and then reflect. Okay, God, that's that's also the heart work, right? That's the heart way of when God mm-hmm. shows you something or he says, Hey, take a moment. Why does that bother you so bad? And journaling. Oh, I love to journal. That has been part of my saving grace. Um, Michelle is journaling and writing down like, Mm -hmm. okay, this really got on my nerves. Why did it get on? And I think Tosh reflect back. Was it really them or was it you? Did this situation remind you of something else that you went through before? And now it's coming back up and that's why you're so upset about it. Is this, is this your battle or is this yeah. God's battle, right? So thinking through those yeah. things and again, we are forever, you know, we're going to be doing this work until we go home with the Lord, right? And I think that's the other thing that we have to settle in our hearts. It's not like a, okay, phew, can I get done with this work by April? Because then I won't have to do it anymore. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a, what Paul said, <laughs> I die daily, right? Like, like daily yeah. I have to die. I find out something about myself when somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm like, ah, uh, I'm like, Oh, okay. Some more heart work needed. Uh, you know, and I just, yeah. And that, that, that is just such a great place to be, um, in, in, in our lives is, you know, when mm-hmm. things like that rub us the wrong way that we can finally, after much maturity, after, many times hitting our head Absolutely. against a brick wall that we we can finally get to that place and 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 sit down and say okay let's get yes. your emotions in check why did mm-hmm. that bother you you know so much and then you can recognize that okay god i'm not there yet there's still more work that needs to be done in my heart and i'm telling you that i love that you said that because that is such a wonderful place to be and it shows growth absolutely um in in god and 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 just really more surrender that we can finally get to that place to not let our emotions yes. rule us um because i i'm like you you know there was a time in my life where you know what i'm going to just you know i'm going to get oh i can't yeah, wait I know. to get them straight <laughs> you know wait. i just can't wait i have i have a lot of words like i'm rehearsing yes what yes. I'm going to say and how I'm going to tell some, yes. some somebody off, you know, and that's no, not like no, that, it's not. Know? But being able to get to that place that you said that you can question and, mm-hmm. and just take a moment and say, okay, okay, why did that bother me? What is that reminding me of? What offense is rising up in me? Exactly. Again, you know, and so yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Like and it, and again, keep it's it, again, it's a process and we just have to keep, you know, reminding ourselves and forgiving ourselves. We're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall backwards right. sometimes. And, and sometimes it is necessary. You know, the other day I just said, you know what, Lord, thank you. Because part of it showed me that I, I'm, I'm still in need of a savior. I'm in need of a savior yeah. and I will, until the Lord takes us home and I'll still need him. Right. But I, there will never be a time on this earth where I will have quote unquote arrived and I'm perfect. And then I won't need what Jesus did on the cross for me. Right. Um, And, and his resurrection, there will not be a time for that. There will always be a, you know, a surrender, a constant, consistent morning. Mm -hmm. You know, my, that's part of my prayer now of, in the morning, Lord, what is your will for me? 
And even if I don't like it, yeah. because I struggle with that for a, a long time and wondering, well, if, if this is God's yeah. will, then I, I must have to like it or I must have to feel good about it. And now I realize, no, neither of those are true. You don't have to like it and you don't have to feel good right. about it. Neither of those confirm his will, right, for your <laughs> life. They don't. Because uh, usually it's going to yeah. be something you are hesitant about and it's going to be something that you are, you know, you feel kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe even afraid. And so, uh, you know, it's the surrender <laughs> and asking God, please help me to see, even if I, I don't fully understand what your will is for my life or why am I going through this struggle like so many mm -hmm. people are right now, struggling with finances and job yeah. stuff and health and and grief yeah. and you know all the things, you know, Lord, why am I going through all this? Even though I don't understand exactly why, why is this person treating me like this? It's not fair. Um, I trust mm -hmm. you. I trust you and I may not ever know yeah. the answer. And that's yeah. a, that's a scary, that, that really is a vulnerable place. I know we say it a lot. Like it's so easy, Michelle, like, Oh, I trust you. And if, yeah. and if I don't know, um, you know, and then we talk about the three Hebrew boys who went into the fire, uh, you know, and they just had, and I'm thinking that was really, you know, going in there. Well, if the Lord doesn't save us, then he still got, I'm like, we say that like that's so easy, <laughs> but that really honestly is a true surrender, right? To God and trusting that his way is ultimately best, even if our situation does not turn out the way we thought it should. He's still good, right? Yeah. And he's still yeah. trustworthy. He's so still it's, it's still a process and I'm, yeah. I'm still working towards that. Right, right. Well, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, that's really good because I think, you know, that's something that all of us just have to remember every day that this is a process and you know what, we're going to be dealing with this and God's going to be, you know, dealing with us yes. until Jesus comes, you know, he's, he's still going to be working on us. We are still, you know, that vessel that's, that needs to be worked on. So no, we have not, we have not, <laughs> we have not arrived. And, yeah, and people, and you know what? People in, in situations oh. let us know every day. Oh, amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk okay. about your health journey. Um, because, you know, like, you know, I said earlier, I follow you. And um, I know that, you know, you talk a lot about your health journey. And it's so funny because I think the other day, I don't remember what day, but I think you you may have had a video up or something, and you may have just you oh know, yes running or something. You <laughs> I was looking sweaty, a mess. Yes, sweat on your face, and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, Tasha, you're <laughs> killing me. You know, I'm just feeling all this conviction. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, look at her sweating, and she's running, and she's doing all this. And I couldn't even walk today, you know, and I'm like, girl, you're killing me over here in Texas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but again, oh. it's inspiring. It, it, you know, I'm making light of it, but it's it's very inspiring. And so, with your health journey, um, how significant mm. was the hard work in getting physically healthy? How oh my gosh, was it was that? what nine. If I can give a percentage, of like ninety five percent mm -hmm. of uh, of what it was a large chunk of my health journey. Um, and I say that because what I mm -hmm. realized is that, um, and not making light of being able to lose the weight, but we can, there's all kinds of things out there that will, uh, get us to lose the weight, right? We can be really die hard about, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I think I mentioned in another show that I did cabbage soup diet and we can come up with all kinds of like things where I'm just going to eat lettuce and water yeah. and I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to do that. And we can hold that if our, you know, willpower is strong enough. We can maybe even do that for a good 30 days, maybe 60 days. And we can see all kinds of weight just fall yeah. off. But the, the real right. uh, part of it where really where the rubber meets the road is the sustainability of what we're doing is what we're doing sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. for me, it was like, OK, yes, I can find all these different things to lose weight. I can uh, do all kinds of things, work out, you know, myself to death. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I don't deal with why 
or how those words, you know, how did I get here? Why am I here? What happened to bring me to this place? Then I'm going to find myself right back mm -hmm. in the same place, maybe even worse. I read a statistic the other day that said that I believe it's close to, geez, 80, 90% of the people who do get themselves involved in a weight mm -hmm. loss um, program or experience some type of weight loss, gain it back uh -huh. within the first three years. And so when I thought about that, for me, yeah. uh, it, it was just so hard to lose the weight to begin with because of the hard work that came attached to that. And then God showing me that you're uh, at the time that my struggles with weight, really, which had been all my life, even as a child. So it wasn't something I just experienced as an adult, mm -hmm. that that was really covering up what was really going on, or that was a manifestation of what was really going on in my heart. Uh, one of the manifestations, right? Yeah. Uh, and so for me, not being able to discipline myself with food and other things, because it really became, and I know this may sound a little extreme, but to really just be very transparent, honest mm -hmm. about it, food was my drug. And so when I didn't want to yeah. deal with, you know, heartache or disappointment or being really upset with somebody or not wanting to confront or deal with confrontation. I just wanted to fold in and, you know, mm -hmm. be to myself. Food was my friend. Or as the kids would say, it really was a friend of me. Uh, yeah. Because it would be friends at times until I ate too much yeah. and then it became an enemy. And then I, I kept in that cycle yeah. over and over again. And so really it was mental was most of, in my heart, in my mind, what was going on in both of those places is really what... I had to dig into in order to stay consistent mm -hmm. in that journey. And then still what helps me to this day, yeah. because if I don't have my quiet time with the Lord and really do my reflection, if uh -huh. I don't allow my heart to be open to consistent and, and constant heart work, I will very easily find my relief back in food again. I mean, it, it, it does not take much, oh, you know, wow. again, it's not a one and done just because wow. of, you know, and I do come from, you know, my dad's side of the family that struggled a lot with weight issues. And so that's part in the DNA and all of that. So it doesn't, it looks, people look at me now and they go, wow, that is so, and I'm like, guys, you just don't know. Right. Uh, when I say that the Lord has, as the old folks would say, kept me, uh, the, the Lord is keeping me yeah. and has kept me. Because I can, especially in tough, tough seasons where I'm experiencing some hurt and some pain mm -hmm. and some disappointment, my mind will go straight mm -hmm. to food. We'll go straight there to want yeah. a comfort. And, yeah. I, and I don't mean like just a little tiny cupcake, Michelle. I mean, it was over the top for me, really eating in the middle of the night yeah. and eating, you know, in secret and not wanting people to see what I ate. And that's when I knew it was a real mm -hmm. problem because it wasn't just loving cake yeah. or I, Ooh, I love cake, which I still love cake to this day, but it was more than that. It was the overindulgence yeah. in it, which again, was mm -hmm. a showing or a manifestation of the fact that my heart was really out of control, right? And and, and the insides were just wow. broken and needed healing. And I didn't want to deal with it. I would rather eat to deal with it uh, than to really deal with the heart work. So mm -hmm. back to your question, the heart work was a, a I mean, a huge part of my journey and still is because even now, most times uh, like today, I did not feel like going to work out. And sometimes I don't feel, you know, mm -hmm. like disciplining myself in certain ways that I have to discipline myself. But then mm -hmm. I go back to, well, why are you feeling like that? What is making you feel like that? You know, in my quiet time, yeah. why are you feeling really angry about this and, and wanting to close and clam up again and then turn to food? So peeling back those layers again have really been key for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that, and that, that is so true. And I, I certainly can uh, attest to, you know, what you're saying as far as, you know, in strenuous situations, um, we turn to food because that's where we find comfort. But what I've, but what I've realized is that exactly. comfort only lasts for just a long, 
you know, it only lasts for so long because after yes. I've eaten 20 wings, you know, or yeah. eaten the whole cake, then after yeah. that, um, when it's gone away, then I still, I still exactly. have that emptiness on the inside or I still have, you know, a place in me that's sad or a place mm-hmm. in me that's feeling defeated. And instead mm-hmm. of dealing with that, then I go right back to the thing that oh, makes me feel cycle. okay for a yeah. few minutes. And, 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 and yeah, exactly. And you pinned it perfectly when you said yeah. it was your, your drug of choice. Um, and for many of us, it's been that. And so um, mm-hmm. you know, every day it's a struggle. It's a struggle mm-hmm. every day. And every day we have to work to, to overcome it. I know when, when the, when the, um, the cold weather came and the snowstorm came, then there I was like, oh, yeah. I was just so stressed out, you know, over everything. You know, I had never been so cold in my life, you know, being in the house with no heat and wow. it's seven degrees outside, you know, and we were in here like so, so cold. And the first thing I thought was, I just want to go yeah. eat whatever is in the pantry, you know, whatever is in there because I just need to feel better right now. You know, I just need to feel better. And although I couldn't cook anything, there were still things in there that I went to, you know, to, to make me feel better. If I'll just eat this, then I'll just go to sleep and tomorrow it'll be better, you know? And so food is, it is a drug and it is, you know, that thing that, you know, we look to when really, like you said, we should be looking to, to God to say, okay, this is why you're feeling like exactly. this. Let's deal with this issue. And then it'll, and then it'll yes, take care of exactly. all the other. So no, yeah, and it, it's not an easy thing, but oh my gosh, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that we, we have to get to that place to realize no. that food is not it. No, it's, it's just, not. It's just not. And like you said, so, it's a process. Like you um, said before, yeah. it is It is a process and it's a, um, you know, not being careful not to get into that cycle of beating yourself up because you didn't. And I think that for me, yeah. the hard work has helped with that a lot of, okay, Tosh, so you did yeah. eat a couple of Krispy Kreme donuts. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe three. Okay. Uh, you ate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you ate it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's over. Yeah. You're not going to ruminate yeah. over that. You're not going to beat yourself yeah. up about that. And just because, and this is how slick the mm-hmm. enemy is, because he'll play with our mind about this too. He'll, we'll have, you know, and I gave this example for, you know, we have these goals and maybe when uh, some of us were back in our offices or some of us are in there now, we say, okay, Monday morning, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to do great. I'm, I'm going to eat like this. I brought my salad to work. I did this. I got my protein, et cetera. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to eat all that. And you come in and they're like, guys, we just got free donuts and free pizza for lunch and free, you know how it is, especially in education. <laughs> And oh, these parents donated all these yeah. chocolates and yeah, they did yeah, this yeah. and it's all for you. You know, you can, and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. And so you had in your mind that you were also going to work out that afternoon. So here's what happens. You go and you're like, well, okay, I'll eat a couple donuts. Yeah, I'll just save the salad for later. I'll eat a pizza. And instead of just being like, okay, I ate it and I'm done and I'm still going to go work out. Your mind will uh-huh. tell you, you know, the enemy will play mm-hmm. your mind. He'll say, Oh, well, look at you. Oh, yeah. You ate the donuts. You ate the pizza. There's no use in going to work oh, out. Yeah. You're, you, you, you may as well don't may even well bother work working out. out. Exactly. You might as well just go on home because this day is over exactly. and you messed up. And then when you try to do it tomorrow, he'll say, look at you. You didn't even keep your goal. You said you were going to start yesterday. And here you are the next, you know, so it's this constant. <laughs> so what you have to do is you say, you know what? Okay. I ate that. It's over with. Satan, you're a liar. You're not going to beat mm-hmm. me over the head with that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I ate it, Yeah, but I'm still going to strap up these tennis shoes and yeah. I don't care if I only go two times around the block. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to pat myself right. on the back. And then tomorrow I'm going to try again. And then I'm going to do three times around the block try and I'm pat myself on the back. And the next thing I'm going to try again. And so you just have to, you know, the hard work helps with that, you know, again, discerning the voice that you need to listen to and really just stepping on, you know, just being like, I am not going to listen to that voice. 
and I'm going to get out here and do it anyway yeah. and keep, and it's the consistency over and over. It's the tiny, tiny steps. We always think that we have to, you know, work out for three hours and do all these ridiculous things. No, 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 no. If right. you can keep and say, you know what, this is 15 minutes yeah. and I'm going to do these 15 minutes every single day. And then maybe later on, increase it to 20, maybe later on, increase it to 30. But right now I'm going to be consistent and then celebrate that. That's what we have to do each and every day. And then don't yeah. be, don't allow yourself. As soon as that thought comes of like, oh, you messed up. Uh, you know what I mean? Pull down, what's the Bible tell us? To pull down those thoughts yeah. and take them captive, right? Take that captive. Right. right. And sometimes, and sometimes we have to, yes. we have to just sound crazy. Just get yes, crazy, out loud. you know, and talk back to the enemy because he does come and say those yes. things. And we've got to learn to use our voice you know, to yes. tell the enemy, you know what, devil, you yes. are a liar. Get thee behind me. Say, no. you know what, you're not defeating me today. Exactly. You know, I am better than what you're telling me. You know, and yes. And, and sometimes you but may that, look a little crazy. That's okay. And that's okay because it, if it gets you, if it gets you past that rough path, exactly, then you're you, won. you won, right? Mm -hmm. And so just just talking to ourselves and just saying, uh, uh, not today. You know, I saw a T-shirt. And I, I may need to get this. Exactly. Says, not, to not today, Satan. Yes. You know, we probably need to today. Yeah, not, not today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear about, you know, your physical journey, you know, your physical health and your, you know, the whole health journey and how the heart Absolutely. work tied into that. So that I think that'll be good and encouraging for, it's encouraging for me and I'm sure it'll be encouraging for other women as well. And so, um, you know, mm -hmm. taking those first steps toward doing this heart work, you know, what would you say to that woman who may be struggling with maybe low self-esteem or weight problems, you know, health problems like we just talked about, or this big one right here, oh, comparing my goodness. herself oh, to other people. Yeah. Um, what What would you mm -hmm. say? Yeah, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast uh, within itself. But you know, what would be her first steps? What would you encourage her? To oh do boy! To, to so I would say first, uh, the first thing is really inviting God into uh, and partnering with Him inviting God into your health journey. And again, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to make this sound over spiritual, uh, you know, and I'll give some practical tips as well, but he's, his spirit is going to be your mm -hmm. cheerleader when no one else is right. His spirit is going to one is the one who's going to help you with the self-discipline yeah. and cheering you on and all of that. When you're all by yourself in the middle of the night, looking at yourself in the mirror, right. Or avoiding looking at yourself in the mirror and you're crying yeah. and no one else is there. He's going to be there. So I would say first inviting him, you know, we pray to God yes. for a lot of things, Michelle. We're like, Oh, my finances, my marriage, my kids, my that. But, you know, I asked him the other day, when was the last time you, you uh -huh. told God, I I'm having a hard time losing this weight and I need to lose it. You know, I need you to help me. Right. Not just spiritually, God, right? To know the script, which is, uh, yes. That's, but, you know, God is concerned uh -huh. about every part of our life. And the, from the tiny things to the, what we call great yeah. big things, which are all the same size in his eyes, but you know, all. And so sometimes right. we'll keep this as a little secret struggle and we don't want to bother God with that. You know, God doesn't want to, you know, we, we can just do that mm -hmm. on our own, but I had to mm -hmm. confess, I cannot do it on my own. So I'd say first right. inviting God into our health journey, inviting God into our own you know, self-talk and even quiet time. Uh, that's just, and how do you invite him in? You okay. got to have time every day that's set aside. And I know some people listening might be like, well, I have kids and I'm busy and I got this and that. So for me, it's early in the morning. It means setting the clock a little bit earlier so I can get up before my six-year-old mm -hmm. does and ask for cereal. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's setting that time mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sitting here. Sometimes I'm just sitting here quiet I'm reading a scripture, I pray and I invite mm -hmm. God in to whatever I'm struggling with that day or what I'm worried about or thinking about. But for some people, it might be late at night because maybe you have an infant mm -hmm. and you are, but whatever it is, sometimes for some people, it's in the car, in the parking lot because <laughs> right. that's all you got, right? 
or you know, that's all you got yeah. is that little bit of time yeah, between yeah, yeah. your way on your way home and when you get there and parking for 15 minutes and saying, Lord, I'm inviting you in, right? This is my quiet time with you. Settle my mind, mm -hmm. settle my heart. Let me hear from you. And so that I can't stress that enough, how that is so crucial right there. And then that's going to help you mm -hmm. also when you're having that quiet time and you're reading the word of God and you're understanding who God created you to be. Who am I, Lord, that God fearfully and wonderfully made us, that he chose us, that we are royal priesthood, all of those things. Mm -hmm. I say those things out loud to myself. Some people call them affirmations. Some people, I just call it yeah. the truth of the word of God, right? So, and sometimes it's necessary when we are comparing ourselves <laughs> yeah. to other people, when we are looking and saying like, oh God, look at this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, this uh, muffin top hanging over, or look at these wrinkles, or look at these flabs, or speaking mm -hmm. the word of God and telling ourselves that God made my body and it is good, right? My body is good. The way God made it, it is good. Yeah. I have stretch marks on my belly and here, my arms flap, but it's all good. And it's who God created me to be. And, and then freeing yeah. yourself and saying, listen, I'm never going to look like Beyonce. That's just what it is. Right. And kudos to her. Right. Hey, Right. I'm not going <laughs> to look like fill in the blank. Right. So it's, it's that, and that's okay. We clap for those women. We celebrate right. and we say, you know what? God has made you the way he has made you. Mm -hmm. um, and we refuse and really just taking captive those thoughts. My uncle has said so many times, I remember he said, we cannot control yes. the bird flying over our head, which those thoughts, but we can control that bird making a mm -hmm. nest on our head. We can control that, right? So when those thoughts oh, yeah, come yeah, yeah. and when those yeah. that say, oh, look at her. Ooh, you know, especially when we're scrolling through social media. That's another thing I would say is limit our time on social media. I don't care how strong you are or how much word you have Absolutely. in your belly and your heart and everywhere. Absolutely. I don't care how long you've been saved, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> when you scroll enough on that social media and your mind will start going going and it will start going. And oh then what gosh. you, God told you to do, you'll start saying, I don't want to do that because look at what she's doing. Oh, I don't want to wear that. Look at what she's wearing. And so in these days and times, you know, before it was like, oh, be careful looking at the magazines and the TV that might tempt you. But now you got magazines, TVs and social media and social media. And it's right at your fingertips. And, and so media. spending that quiet time, yeah. limiting your time on social media, you know, Cap you're capturing those thoughts right away. I can't say that enough. As soon as those thoughts come, I had one right before I came on with you. I was standing in the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard a thought that was like uh, about another sister that was like, you know, she doesn't like you about that. Out of nowhere, Michelle. And I said, at first I was entertaining it. Like, right, right. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah, you're And oh, then I God. just heard the unction of the Holy Spirit. I said, devil, you are a liar. No. I am not going to accept that thought, right? Yeah. And right away, yeah. capturing that thought. And, yeah. bring, and as soon as I called it out, that thought went away, just like that. And I said, I'm not going to believe that about my sister. There's no proof yeah. about that. Where did that come yeah. from, right? And so capturing those thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then really, again, surrounding yourself around people that are going to love on you and that are going to appreciate you for who you are sometimes we feel insecure or sometimes we don't feel good about ourselves because we're around the wrong people. That's part of it, right? We're around people where we feel like we got to make yeah. ourselves small. Yeah. We're around yeah. people that don't appreciate who, what God has placed on the inside of us. They might even be jealous. Right. And so we're around those people. And then we mm -hmm. feel, you know, totally have feelings of insecurity around them. You know, think about those things. If every time you walk into the room with those people or you're on the phone with them, how do they make you feel? And and recognize that. Don't ignore yeah. it. Recognize those things. And it might be time for you to mm -hmm. bid them adieu. Right. And love them a little bit from a distance uh, and still pray for yeah. them and be kind. But they may not, you know, maybe don't need to be a part of your inner circle anymore yeah. of, uh, of of feeding things into your mind, into yeah. your spirit every day, because that does impact us. And as adults, we do are impacted by peer pressure, even though we think that we're not. We are impacted mm -hmm. by that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. We yes. are. We are for sure. For sure. And 
I'm telling you that social media, it's, it's good for a lot of things. And yes, and, you know, you and I both, we use it a lot. Um, Oof. but you know, we do have to be mindful of how much scrolling oh, we are no. doing because it does not take long before the enemy will put you in that place to start yes. comparing or coveting, um, Absolutely. You know, something that someone has someone else has and so we have to use wisdom even when it comes to social media so yeah that's a very very good point very very good point. yeah um so let's have a little fun okay so tell me what is your favorite movie it it could be an old one or new oh my one goodness or whatever. so your you're gonna make me movie? narrow all the way down so Oh gosh, I'm trying to All think. The way. There's so many different ones. <laughs> I'm a huge. I'm thinking. Oh, childhood movie. Um, I loved all of the Disney movies growing up. A huge Disney fan. It's so hard for me again to narrow down to one yeah. particular one. Uh, but Disney movie. There, yeah. I watched Coco. I love uh, again any type of cartoons and things like that. And I love biopic movies. Um, yeah, I love any, like, I like people's really? stories. I, I don't know if this is a surprise, but I love overcoming stories. I love yeah. a good story of someone having a rough life or coming through something. Yeah. Any of those, I'm thinking of the pursuit of happiness. I think I've watched that several yeah. times. Love that story. Um, so any of those, oh, yeah. just, uh, I, you know, yeah. overcoming type, even documentaries or biographies, any of those things I love. Okay. Okay. Oh, me too. Me too. Yes. I love documentaries. That, that's yes, one of my favorites. I do too. I love to hear people's stories. So yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, yeah. the name of, of, of my podcast is His Grace Prevails. So I want to know, how have you seen God's grace displayed most in your life? And it can be any area where you know that that was God's grace that got me through that or God showed up in a mighty oh, way. Oh my goodness. You know, I think first thought is uh, my girls, uh, my older girls being a single mom and uh, yeah. just really, yeah, being a single oh mom. God. Now I think back and I was like, <laughs> how did I do that? You know, I was like, I don't know. I mean, the little things like even going grocery shopping mm -hmm. was just so arduous. I even got my personal time because I was so distracted with them and yeah. they were just like, oh my goodness, freaking frack and, and gave me such a hard time in the store. Uh, and I have to stolen and do, I mean, <laughs> time doesn't allow me to give that whole story, but uh, just simple things. And I lived in a second story apartment and getting groceries up and down stairs and going to work. And I was going to work full time, mm -hmm. going to school at night and on the weekends and trying to raise them when I didn't even know who I was uh, myself. And so watching them grow yeah. up, you know, God bringing my husband in my life and then watching uh, the two of us, you know, just raise them together and see them graduate high school and both in college and working and they're living on their own now and together in an apartment, just all of that, seeing the, the growth and evolution of that. It, it's just God's amazing. I can weep thinking about it. God's just, just one area. God's amazing grace. Mm -hmm. How, you know, there might be a single mom listening now who might be thinking, oh my God, what am I, how am I going to make it through this? Are my kids going to graduate? Yeah. If God can do it for me, whew, like God, he is well able. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That is so amazing. Yes. We yes. have so yes. many things in common. Oh my gosh. I, I too was, was a teenage mother and um, I have three daughters now and I was a single mom yes, living, you know, on government housing and, you know, all of that. And just so many things we have in common. Yeah. And your answer is my answer. Whenever I think about God's grace, I always say that God's grace showed up the most that I recognized mm -hmm. in my life when I was raising my three daughters by myself. Yeah. And I saw his hand. Well, I didn't see it at the time, of course, but. Um, that's, I think about his grace so much, how he helped me care for these three yeah, girls that is, by myself. So, I know that, that is amazing. It is amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Absolutely. And of course we've seen his grace in so many other areas too of our lives as well. So, 
Oh my goodness, Tasha, this has been so, so wonderful. Oh, me too. I have loved doing this interview with you and I can't wait to for it to drop. Oh, so thank you, so Michelle. So many other women can be blessed by it. Um, so, um, so tell me. Yeah, tell so probably the easiest way, and you. I'm actually in the middle of revamping my website, so I'm not sure when this drops, it might be um, open or you may see like a coming soon or under construction, but it's latashaferguson.com. Uh, that's yeah. where you can find my podcast and some more information about me. All okay. of that is there. Uh, I love Instagram. I have Facebook as well, but uh, Instagram at Latasha M. Uh, M is for Monique, Latasha M. Ferguson. You can find me there. Okay. And then on okay. Facebook, I have a page. Uh, it's uh, Latasha. Oh, let me think. It's the Latasha M. Ferguson, which I don't really like that title, but that's all that was left. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that sounds kind of snobbish, the <laughs> Latasha. Uh, so, but that's what I had at the moment that was available. Uh, so it's facebook.com slash uh, the Latasha okay. in Ferguson is my page. But I love hanging out on Instagram. So that's that's a, my favorite place where you can find okay. me. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to put all of that information in the show notes so that people can connect with you. Um, you know, because after hearing you and listening to all of this good information. I'm sure there's people that will want to connect with you. And so I'm going to oh, make sure to you. put all of that information in the show notes so that they'll have that. So thank you so much for joining me um, at His Grace Prevails. It has been a pleasure. No, sure absolutely not. Our last time. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. And as I tell everyone that's on my show, you know, my prayer for you is that God's grace would prevail. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you for life. what so you're doing you so and all the great things. And thank you for inspiring me again uh, for when I saw that you had a podcast, you really were uh, my inspiration <laughs> to really just do what I'm doing now. And so thank you. I appreciate you. Oh. All yes, righty. Absolutely. So you we too. Bye bye. Thank you again and have a great evening. Latasha, thank you so much for sharing your story on His Grace Prevails. You left us with a lot of great takeaways. And I hope that the listening audience, I hope that you were as blessed as I was by hearing um, all of the, the the wise words that Latasha gave us, sharing her experience, um, being just really transparent with us and um you know, encouraging us that yes, this hard work is a serious work and it's it's serious business, but it can be done. All we have to do is allow God in, allow him to begin the work that needs to be done in each one of us. Thank you for listening. And my prayer for you as always is that God's grace would prevail over your entire life.